Welcome to the book talk. All right, well, welcome back, everyone. They say welcome back. These once a month episodes just like trip me up. Me too. <laughs> I know. But what was like, I wait, another month like of Not for nothing. I actually kind of like it. Um, so our book this past month was actually, I feel like it was very heavy. Very heavy. One of the heaviest books we've read. Nonfiction. Um, so, well, crazy to think, yes, crazy to think this actually, like, happens. And not, this is, and her story is not, like, unique in any way. Like, there's hundreds of girls and other, like, women and men even that have gone through this some type of variation of this which is like even more like mind-boggling to me but it got me interested um i feel like mormons have been the or like almost like a trending topic because there's like um netflix show there's um keep and obey there's and on um, Hulu, there's now like Under the Banner of Heaven, which you're reading, right, Tony? I can't hear you at all. Is it working now? Is it working now? Yes. I don't. I'm getting like really bad echo. Mute teams. Okay. Hopefully we're good now. I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Um yeah, Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah, I'm I'm reading that right now. It's it goes through so I've read another John Crocker book into the wild like his most popular one. I read that one in high school. Yeah, really like his style of writing. And this one's more of like because I thought it was gonna be like a whodunit type thing but it goes a lot into the history of like Mormonism and like how it came to be like Joseph Smith and like Brigham Young and all that stuff and then like the parts where they like divert you know from like the fundamentalist to the I guess the secular like the non-fundamentalist ones um and so it's a lot more like it literally, I feel like I'm reading, like, a history book almost. Um, but, yeah, like, I'm, like, 150 pages in. They still haven't even talked about said murder that happened. But I'm, I'm really liking it. Nice, nice. And then there's that show on Netflix. And then there's the Mormon No More show that mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start watching. Mm-hmm. Soon as I get done with SVU, y'all. I'm finally on season 23. I'm almost <laughs> Have you started 23? Did you start what? on season one? Huh? Did you start from season one? Yeah, I started back in March, season one. Now I'm finally on season 23. Oh my god. <laughs> Dedication. <laughs> I've been past one of those shows that like I really enjoy like you know, on Ion Television, and you just sit and watch just like twenty random episodes, and you'd be like, "Oh, I really love SVU," and then you don't watch it. Yeah, 
that's how it was for me. But then I was like, let me start from top to bottom. Because I more than the murder investigations, it's like so much like relational partner relationships that you don't pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but this book was so like it was heavy, but I really liked it was heavy and shocking and all of the above. But I really, the way that she wrote about it was just so real because it was like those things would happen to her. Um, basically, all her step, her stepfather, her mom's new husband that she married, um, was molesting her. And but the way that she wrote about it was like, yeah, that all that was happening, but like it was happening. But then she also was living in the survival mode because of and it's so strange to me because I don't know I didn't get that like primitive lifestyle from Mormon like I didn't know that that was a thing for them I guess just because they were in Mexico but I felt like more most Mormons did pretty well for themselves Maybe I'm biased because I watch, like, not the FLDS ones like they were, but the, I watched um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and all of them identify as Mormon Hmm. in some sense. And they live, like, glamorous lifestyles. I think, like, one person is definitely benefiting from, especially the FLDS or one person is definitely benefiting from it more than like the individual people are the guy who the the man the prophet the original the OG prophet um Joseph Smith he literally was like a your regular schmegler like trying to find rich like gold and stuff and like trying to become rich just like your regular regular like lower middle class American back in the 1800s so I think that's where a lot of that mentality comes from of like working hard um and then also especially the fundamentalists like don't really believe in government because they see the government as they're trying to like you know the separation of church and state they see that as like an attack a direct attack on Mormonism but in a keep sweet eat that and I literally always want to say keep sweet pray keep sweet eat and obey but it's pray and obey (laughs) the at one point Warren Jeffs was getting three hundred thousand dollars a week a week a week from all the people like in living in Short Creek a week a literal insane. I can't even comprehend and those and and also a lot of them own like businesses and they basically enslaved their children to like especially the boys to work on these like huge you know just construction or engineering type stuff for free and so like they're making money it's just the people aren't seeing it that Mm -hmm. coupled with you know like obedience and obeying the prophet and also joseph smith's story i think it has it drives a lot with like you know we don't we don't need like a lot of but I think more interestingly is that they still cash those checks, those welfare checks. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think. It's just one of those things that I don't like to see where people just like pick and choose 
what they want to. Yeah. They're like, your beliefs aren't hard and fast if you just pick and mm-hmm. choose. Like, okay, well, you know, we're going to keep having kids and we're going to keep collecting these wealth fair checks. I'm going to keep lying, which I'm sure you're not supposed to, like, Christians aren't supposed to lie, period. I don't think that's one denomination thinks that's okay. No one should be lying. But I'm going to lie to the government and tell them I don't know who the father of my kids are so I can keep having them. So I can keep having money. Getting money from a government, I believe, is evil in a country that I think Babylon. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah it was. It's definitely, especially like cherry picking. And a lot of the... M- or I guess the stories, I'm going to be very biased. Like, I'm sure I'm probably going to make some generalizations that make might make people mad. And I'm aware of that. But, like, I have just consumed way too much Mormon <laughs> slash FLDS, like, media in the past couple of weeks. Um, that, isn't that what it feels like? I feel like I'm just learning so much. Like, whether I, I wanted to or not. So- there's just so much Mormon narrative yeah. is out in the air right now. Earlier this year, I read Educated, which um, is by a girl who basically like Miss Ruth Warner um, grew up in like the fundamentalist like family. They didn't li- they didn't really live in like a commune type thing, but her dad was very much like anti everything. So I read that like earlier this year. So that was like my primer. And now I'm just adding like now the past like four weeks, I feel like I've just watched all things Mormon. Um, what I've noticed is like the lack of accountability. Question mm-hmm. mark. They're like, oh, well, God told me so. Or like the prophet told me, blah, 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 told me so. I'm like, um, what about like your own moral compass like my in, heart, in my- yourself? My heart broke for her because I cannot imagine my mom ever, in, like, in the book when all that stuff was going down with her stepdad, I cannot imagine my mom just letting that slide, you know? Yeah. And or, also like, the community letting it go, too. Yeah. Like, they all knew about it. Yeah. And um, also the way that she writes it, it's like she's aware of, you know, her you know, mom, like dismissing it but then she also like can't especially like as a child you know you see your parents do stuff and you don't really like and then when you grow up you're like that was kind of eh, questionable but like in that moment you don't really know how to like describe it and I think that's something she did really well was like I don't understand why my mom like won't do anything about this and then the way that the book like I don't know spoilers question like spoilers ahead but um when her mom the first of all the way her mom died and her little brothers died that literally i cried yes like i shed a single a single tear then when they were like when the dad or her stepdad was just like like that's the way like that's the way god wanted her to go or you know like it's whatever i was like you're you just killed your wife and your child mm-hmm. because you were negligent because yeah. you've, you've been negligent this entire time like you need to do something like you need to be held accountable for your own actions like you can't like i just don't understand like why that is i guess like why 
there's just like a lack of accountability within the community it's kind of scary it might be like a group think type mentality and they're just so isolated but it's act like it's terrifying <laughs> yeah and then at the very end well this i don't know this might be a spoiler mm-hmm. her brother goes back to the community i was like what i After know all they of were that happened 10 years of marriage maria finally gave permission to take a second wife two years later their marriage was over why like why would you want a second like i mean i know why you would want a second wife men at men because you know (laughs) small pleasures in life like i think it it also just has to do like him growing up in that environment and like he grew up in like an environment where like all the men had all these wives and obviously the men are in like the superior position and the wives are viewed as property yeah. I feel like him just growing up with those tradition and beliefs, like, once he was an adult, it's, like, really hard to let that go, as opposed to, like, Ruth, who her, you know, stepdad basically, like, you know, neglected the, his fam or their family and also killed the mom. Um, and so I think... Like, even if they grew up in the same conditions, they still, one of them chooses to, like, leave it completely, and the other one is still, like, adhering to it. Yeah. I think maybe it was, like, for her brother, because I feel like at the beginning, he was very much like, oh, I'm not going to need to take a, a second wife, but then life happens, and he saw, like, oh, well, things aren't so great with this wife anymore, so then, you know, because I identify with the mormon church i could take a second wife just out of like convenience for him yeah Yeah. because he was very adamant he was very much in love with maria like okay this is gonna be the one like i'm not gonna date anyone else mom i don't need to like we're not gonna do plural marriage and then you know life happens and he's like oh wait i have this option now yeah I don't know. It's just still so, bleh. just like put like a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, I um, just felt bad for all the kids. I know. I was when after the mother passed away and how it happened so suddenly. I was so terrified because clearly you saw like, like you could just see what was gonna happen, how everything was gonna go down when the mom, like the mom, was the buffer. In the best way possible, as much as she possibly could been, like the protector for her daughter, her daughters, um, from Lane, and then like literally not even a day after she dies, he's like, "Oh, I think I want to take the four-year-old." Well, how is the four-year-old gonna help you? He just wanted to be creepy. (laughs) Like what? And then, and then I did cry. I went Luke. Um, says that I don't trust Lane. Yeah, because because I was like, oh, I was just I was I was, yeah. This book was just it was just so lightly it was lightly written though it wasn't a dark book like the 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 overall feeling of the book wasn't dark, but it was just a lot of like oh my gosh like just messed up like. Stuff you would never imagine that would happen, like, in real life. 
know. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have two things. One, I feel like the ending was a little rushed. Like, I really wanted to know a lot more about how she kind of, like, picked up and, like, actually left and, like, started her life. Um, Especially, you know, taking care of her sisters. I would have really liked at least, like, maybe, like, a little more other than just, like, it was hard. But I was able to, like, go to college and, and become a teacher. She was like, wait, wait, I need to know more. Like, did you ever talk to Lane again? Like, was he, like, looking for y'all? Like, what is going on? Like, were the what about the other wives? Did you did you read the okay in the back of the book? There's like mm-hmm. an interview with her. I read that. Yeah. It doesn't say like she didn't write it. It was just in the interview. So Lane tried to come and find her. And he oh. Hmm. That's what the interview said. But... I read like the first three, but then I was. And then the grandma got custody. I think. Yeah. If I believe. And also, um, I thought it was interesting that she wrote about it, like, from her childhood perspective. It's like, you were in the story, but not, she wasn't telling it as, like, I'm older talking about, yeah, like, my yes. childhood. Like, I am, like, a child in the story, which, like, I have my own opinions about, I guess, but I'm, I'm curious to hear y'all's first. I about like- the way. Uh, about where she wrote it the direct where she wrote it from yeah like the way i guess like the point of view was a little bit different than what you normally see memoirs i think it makes it more vulnerable in a sense like seeing it as a child instead of like an adult because i think people are more i don't know that sounds bad sympathetic towards children but you know what i mean yeah i don't know I think she wrote about it as just a child. This book reminded me of Glass Castle. Yeah, me just, too. Just the struggle part, not necessarily the abuse part. Um, and I think, but I think she, I feel like it, that was just such a pivotal time in her life that she had to just like fully go there and be there again in the day by day and not just be like, oh, well, when I was a child, did it, did it. She might have not been able to tap into the emotion as well had she done it mm-hmm. as just a simply re- a retelling rather than this is from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I kind of forgot I was reading a memoir. I was like, who is this lady? <laughs> like, have the oh, time. Like, is this, this is real. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I I see what she was doing, like, and I obviously like respect um, the direction that she, the creative direction that she was trying to go in, because I think she did do it a, a lot of it to show that like kids that this is such a crucial point of development and like growing up in like a stable two not even stable two-parent household, but, like, in a stable house where your mom cares about you or your caregiver, whether that is your mom or your dad or somebody else cares about you and how important, like, things like going to school are and, like, you know, just being a child is. Like, I think that she really demonstrated it. I, it kind of, 
like I one of the reasons why I really love memoirs is because they're able to like give a lot of insights to like they're obviously like say like this is like how I struggle like in my you know when I was a child or like you know obviously they're writing a memoir so they have something to say but then I think they like do a good um or what I like reading memoirs they like do a good job of like connecting it to their current life and then also showing like the insight that as they're adults or as they go through life have I read educated and I feel like I would have probably enjoyed this a lot more if I didn't read educated first but I just love educate like that is one of my like top five books I've read um this year so far and like in one part of educated um the author talks about like a little backstory of educated like she grows up in a family like they don't believe anything the first time she ever set foot in a classroom setting was her first her first day of freshman year at BYU um and she like didn't know what like the holocaust was she didn't know about um like the civil rights movement like she's literally like learning all of this as like an 18 17 18 year old um and so while she's like writing about that she talks about how like she realized how I think one part like one part she says like we I had like lent my voice to like a oh my gosh my mind is blinking um yeah look I had discerned the ways in which we had been sculpted by a tradition given to us by other a tradition of which, of which we were either willfully or accidentally ignored, I had begun to understand that we had lent our voices to a discourse whose whole whose whole whose sole purpose was to dehumanize and brutalize others. And I just felt like that was kind of lacking in a way. Like I would have really liked to hear more like insight and just not her like because to me at some points it just felt like I was like, all right, like just struggle after struggle after struggle which I mean in her right like I also like that's awful that how that's how she like grew up but I feel like I would have liked for her to connect it to you know how when she became a mother yeah when she was taking care of her little sisters and how how she watched her mom be with her how much pressure she put on herself to not make her little sisters go through I mean I don't know I mean I like I don't know I'm just really speaking for her at this point so I feel like I would have liked to hear a little more about how this changed her in a way and I know like sure there is that interview in the back of the book but like I would have liked to know how like she struggled with her faith afterwards or how she was able to do well in school and stuff like that I think like that's something the book was was kind of like lacking and it just felt like I walked away just very like damn like I yeah, not, not very I'm much sorry. Yeah. I think um I think that well dealing with memoirs that sometimes just writing it writing your story down just as it happened is just part of your therapy and part of your closure. Yeah. And I feel like as readers, we can do our own homework and be like, okay, well, clearly that okay. And so, like, 
I think <laughs> I think it might have just been like a therapy for her. Yeah, I mean it's definitely I think true, but then also like it worked for her, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um and obviously like it's such a shocking story that like you know, you know, like it's like Nuff said, it was traumatic. Yeah, that's that's how that's, that. that's exactly how I walked away from the. But maybe that's what she wanted. That's what if yeah. that is like the message she was trying to, like, you know, put out into the world. So be it. But um, I feel like I just walked away from like, damn, that was really traumatic. Like, is this bitch okay? Yeah. How is she and doing now? Like this, this is a very like. I feel like this is a very personal story and it might just be written for other people in the Mormon faith who like might be going through the same thing like watching on Keep Sweet all those women's interviews and like that one woman who was married um she was married at like 12 I think I don't remember her name but she was married at 12 and she tried to run away and they used the guy that she loved to, like, bring her back. Yeah, that was awful. You know, like, maybe it was just, like, a, it's it's just so hard. It's hard for me to be, like, critical of a memoir just because <laughs> it's literally someone's story. Yeah. Um, but, like, I feel like overall it was a great read. And I think it's worth reading. Yeah. There's a lot of mormon talk going on Um, so i thought it was very fitting for the time um we didn't even plan this y'all like literally (laughs) overnight it just felt like mormons mormon was taking over the airwave yeah well okay not mormons but let's just more specifically the fundamentalist yes um latter-day Saints yes let's or... yeah let's differentiate because the the housewives were not giving this energy <laughs> yeah more like i've always just been so intrigued by like it sounds it's gonna sound so weird by like mormonism in, in general just because it's so different than like anything that i've ever experienced let alone especially you know we live in like the bible belt so like i feel like everybody is pretty much like baptist but i feel like also like in christianity mormons are the ones that everyone looks at sideways it's because they have their own book like the book of mormon i feel like as a collective christian community we're all looking at them like what oh and it's crazy (laughs) y'all like again this is i've read this all in under the banner of heaven but like it is like again i'm gonna be very biased and i don't want to offend any mormons out there like believe what you want to believe but like, some of it is just, like, genuinely so historically inaccurate. And, like, the fact that people still, like, believe it. I'm like, um, are we good? Like, are we <laughs> okay? <laughs> like, I don't think that some, you know, like, what, what part of it is that, like, this, this, um, there were, like, these two groups that disagreed with each other and then they both migrated to like america you know to north america to what is present day united states and then one group like basically killed the other group 
And so the one group that killed the other group is res- they're described as like being like brown skin or like the red skin. So they're supposed to be the Native Americans and they killed off all the white people. And that's why whenever like America was colonized, the Americas were colonized, colonized, that's why nobody found there was no white people <laughs> was because they had been killed by some group of like I don't know it's I forget all the verb like it's very like historically inaccurate and so I think that's like how you said like people are kind of like um is he good <laughs> like why do y'all have your own book that honestly makes no fucking sense <laughs> but whole yeah. like what are you talking like I don't know I feel like sometimes not to bash any religious groups but like they just make it so difficult yeah and also so with difficult because they have, like, where are these rules that you exactly count? they have such like even like the i guess i'm gonna for the sake of my brain i'm gonna call them the mainstream mormons they don't eat like caffeine or drink or consume caffeine you know like why like who like i who is telling y'all to consume caffeine (laughs) and why is it so like internalized exactly and like also when at the end of the day what does that have to do with your salvation if that's what you're so concerned about coffee yeah coffee is gonna be what does you in not being a pedophile and like byu itself is also crazy like not let's give let's you know put aside all of the um lack of diversity that there is on that campus but they also have like an honor code you can't have more than one piercing no crazy colors in your hair like everything or you know you have modest or whatever like you can't be showing any shoulders um and you know just stuff like that i was just like that is like i couldn't imagine going to like a college like that (laughs) and sure like you know people can say like oh well that's just how you know their their beliefs and their like moral compass and whatever but then like as clearly as these books show as these documentaries show and everybody's story there's still people that there's like underground like secrecy where people are doing very much bad things like and it's like it's like they use those like oh she was drinking coffee oh your uncle is a pedophile (laughs) like yeah like did we think about that babe (laughs) yeah and like even let's just do one as benign as like byu there's still people there's still like an underground party scene i'm a thousand percent sure and I'm sure there's people out there drinking. We all know the f- infamous soaking. Like, people are still still doing that. And I, and I think it's just so interesting how, again, there's, like, lack of accountability in a way. Instead of being like, you know what? Like, yes, there are these temptations. Like, let's see how we can, like, find some grace within ourselves yeah. to, like, deal with this. Instead of it just being like, well, you know... The prophet told me to, told me that it's okay. Um, and obviously it always has to be, be at the expense of women, especially in the fundamentalists. Like, 
part of the oh keep gosh, sweet that's how i was feeling during keep sweet i was like what the part that you? absolutely killed me was when the blonde girl i forgot her name when she had to marry her cousin first and foremost and she kept going to warren jeff's like begging him like please like i something is wrong like i don't like him like you know like this is not i'm not happy blah 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 and then she finds a friend and then warren jeff's is like first of all you're an adulterer and second of all like you're going to hell and third of all like your husband has done nothing wrong and then she was just like i just don't understand like i have been coming to him for years like begging him like wanting to talk to him and then in one second he takes like his word over mine and that just like breaks my heart (laughs) genuinely um and it's just like crazy like i just really i sometimes i'm just at a loss of words like it's just crazy but overall 10 out of 10 good read um very make sure you're like in in a good place when you read this book yeah um it's this is not one that like it was a good read it was a good book do i recommend it to everyone probably not (laughs) yeah yeah i definitely i read like two really heavy books back to back and i was like depressed for a week and this was one of them (laughs) read at your own risk um as far as I don't know. This is not a book that I felt any type of. Of course, I felt like, you know, all I all I had was like critique. I didn't have oh, any yeah. like other type of critique. Like this is not a book where I necessarily like. It didn't help me grow in any way, or like, you know, think any new ideas. I just had like some very deep discontent. With how things were, also not surprised because, um, you know, there's many stories of moms letting their husbands who are doing the bare minimum um, abuse their children and then defend them and turn around and defend them. So that didn't necessarily surprise me in the in the least bit. And of course, you'd think it's unimaginable, but those stories are actually very common. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever watched the movie or like read the book Precious. Mm-mm. That's basically um, I've, what, I've heard about it. That's basically essentially what that's about to the point where her mom like hates her because she thinks this this teenage girl who's being passed through the education system can barely read is having children from I think it was actually her legitimate dad. That's crazy. And her mom is upset at her saying she keeps seducing her husband, trying to steal her husband. I'm like, do you not hear the words that come that is your do you not hear the words that are coming out of your mouth right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so that part didn't necessarily surprise me. And also just like from watching the documentary about Mormonism and what is accepted and the just the way that even Lane knew what was acceptable, it didn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. It's probably just more shock, like, 
oh my gosh, Lane's that type of person, but it wasn't shock like it could never happen. Because how old was her mom when she married the founder? Not young. young. Exactly, so I think she was just more shocked that it was her her husband messing with her child rather than a grown man messing with a child. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely very very heavy stuff and leaves you to think like I don't I I really do like reading especially as I read more like books about Mormons and stuff even though like I want to be like why do you believe this do you not see like do you not see what is going on it's also just very like interesting and I guess makes me understand even I'm not sympathizing just because I understand does not mean I excuse her actions but I do think it makes me understand like how some people can just stay in those religions for their entire life because what's on the flip side of that is sure you could be liberated but um, something that the educated um, book talks about a lot in these um, documentaries and stuff that are out right now it talks about how like the I guess the religious trauma that you have to deal with afterwards mm-hmm. it's kind of like it, it might even be easier for you to just be like you know whatever like like I'm gonna believe like how her mom stayed with Lane for so long like on the flip side of that is probably something even harder um so I guess it does kind of you know put it into my perspective like you know what like I'm not going to just because I didn't grow up like that so I'm not in the position to tell them oh just leave the church um so I I do love memoir specifically this one because that one re- made me like really solidify that in my brain like not everybody has the capability of such self-awareness yeah well thank you guys for joining us does anyone else have anything to add before we close this is a pretty short episode that i feel like there wasn't this is not very like opinion based so it's hard yeah. to um, like the only thing I really had to say was about the um the point of view but it's not like I hated it like I understood it but like I just thought it was very interesting because I've never really read a memoir like that yeah all right so we'll see y'all next next episode yes <laughs> next episode join us in reading we're reading where the crawdad sings mm-hmm Highly anticipated movie coming out in July 19th, mm-hmm. I think. Fifteenth. Fifteenth. Uh, oh. Oop. 15th. Oop. And Taylor Swift wrote that new song for it. And more importantly, um, Daisy Edgar Jones, which is Marianne and Normal People, aka one of my favorite oh my books. Slash- really? Yes. One of my favorite books and TV show is um playing Kaya, 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 Kaya. Um, so I'm well, that is excited because exciting because I really like normal people, yes. So I'm really excited to see how she's going to play some little country girl yeah. from the states, see her versatility. Well, thank yeah. you guys for joining us as always. This has been the book talk, and see ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.